0: This is a download from BFM 89.9 The Business Station
1: Everyone's a Critic Jolly presented with Chandanan Hello you're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila Ganesan and today I'm joined by artist and arts organizer Rupa Subramaniam thank you for joining me today Rupa I'm excited to be here, and Rupa's here because we are going to be reviewing an art exhibition, uh, more specifically a virtual art exhibition called Virtual 2.0, and that's being organised by ArtO Movement. It's happening entirely online on the Art Steps exhibition platform and features um, a pretty huge lineup of Malaysian artists, which uh, with uh, with a lot of works being shown, and that's where I wanted to start because uh, for me the main takeaway or rather the main impact of this was really being able to see such a huge number of works and such a a huge diversity of artists all in one space and many names that I've not seen before in exhibitions. So for that alone, I think I was pretty intrigued. We'll get into the fact that the virtual format and whether that necessarily works for such a large number of pieces later. Mm -hmm. But what did you think in terms of that kind of variety and, and the number of names involved.
0: Yeah, I think it's nice that we have uh, at this point in time, almost like a, an exhibition like this, That's it feels like they're stringing artists from very different walks of life together. You can see that in their works. You can see that in um, the themes that they're bringing up. And it's nice that it's in one space um, and that it's accessible in that sense. Yeah. Um, and it's also for me, I think, showing maybe what Malaysian artists are observing and are, are going through, but in a very, um, not sort of in your face, like the, it, they're not trying to be political or anything, but it's just, um, you can see the very simple nuances sort of threading through a lot of the artworks. And so if you observe all of this enough, um, it, it's it's the the pandemic is definitely coming out in, in the works. Oh, that's so interesting because my
1: my impression was where's the pandemic? <laughs> uh oh, because okay. but but you're right that for me the pandemic impact was a lot more subtle. Um mm. you don't see direct direct works um, that works that are directly engaging or addressing uh pandemics or lockdowns. Uh but there were sort of threads and a sort of emotion and a feeling I think that you you pick up on with the works and I think more specifically you can see engagement with issues that have come up over the course of the last year. For instance, uh, safety of women and girls, that seemed to be quite apparent in a number of works. The idea of the urban-rural divide, um, themes of isolation, I think those sorts of things were obvious, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, um, because I don't think every piece of art has to be a pandemic piece of art.
0: Yeah, that's right. And I think when earlier we reviewed Haris Rashid's uh, exhibition, I kind of liked it because it was about the pandemic, but it also was like a cheerful celebration of isolation, right? Um, where else this sort of me maybe feels a bit more observant or, or just laying it as it is. It's not really putting any specific emotion out, but maybe that was also what I was longing for. Like I was trying to see um, what are all these pieces telling me together? Um, you know where, like these different themes being here. Um, what do they collectively add up to? And I was maybe struggling a bit with that.
1: That is kind of the challenge sometimes with these huge group exhibitions, right? Because mm-hmm. we are talking about about eighty artists, um, more than a hundred fifty artworks, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so curation is both really crucial. Um but also challenging, because uh, do you showcase artists because you want to give them a space? And I do think that that's important. And sometimes sort of forcing an overt theme or, a, or a, a very strong curatorial sense might then mean that some of these works don't necessarily fit into that. But on the other hand, yes, I do think that the fact that it felt a little too loose for me. Um, you come away remembering individual pieces rather than an overall experience. Perhaps that could have been tweaked a bit. And I think, I think the fact that you're consuming it online also impacts that. Um, because everything feels a little bit fleeting. You never yeah. actually stood in front of something and took something in. So mm. after going through that entire virtual experience, um, I also felt a little bit like, what is the thread that's holding these things together?
0: Mm-mm. For me personally, the the um, web application format of going through the gallery itself was not working. Um, it's a very personal thing. Because I feel the curator also mentions that, hey, we we are now no longer obligated to be in the gallery space. And then we are seeing this format of the artworks put together still um the limitation of the walls of the gallery was brought into that virtual space and uh, i'm using a lower end phone and me trying to navigate that was a very jumpy experience so um the pdf actually worked great for me sort of like just consuming the visual one by one and i actually found it great i i just sort of wish maybe some themes were put together some something was um Besides the, like, even with the, the titling of certain pieces and, and the artists exploring it, like, th- there was a gap. Um, there's a gap between what's being said and what's being shown. And maybe th- there's a depth that was not explored yet. And and maybe that depth comes with, like you said, because there's so many different works, it's hard to uh, pay each individual artist. um more time and more, more you know, to go in a little deeper, um, but yeah, like you said, it's probably then a, a, it's a wider cast rather than like like a deeper um, sort of an experience.
1: Yeah, it's a pity, right? Because I do agree that one of the great things about. The fact that so many things are online now is Mm -hmm. that it allows people an accessibility. It it, it sort of um, changes the gatekeeping system. Mm -hmm. Um, More people can can consume this exhibition than if it had just been in a gallery somewhere. But the flip side of that being the virtual experience is still very much in its early stages. So Mm -hmm. this particular exhibition uses the Art Steps platform. I've seen other exhibitions use it as well. It's fine, but it essentially seeks to recreate an actual art gallery experience. So you sort of enter um, a virtual art gallery, you use your cursor or your mouse or your touchpad to navigate or your touch screen If you're using a phone, you navigate around, you zoom in on um, artworks and you can look at it. I don't know whether I need that. In fact, I felt like mm. sometimes that's a bit of a distraction. And you're mm. right, I would rather be able to look at these works being presented as they are, I've seen various ways being attempted. Some more successfully than others, but mm. I do think that seeing more than a hundred works in this way got tiring pretty quickly. Um, yep. After a while, you're just kind of like zooming around the rooms and um, fixating on the things that you that kind of catch your eye. I don't think that you would. I would have felt this tired. In a in a physical uh, experience, but with the virtual space, you kind of get disengaged a little too quickly.
0: Yeah, and I think it made me miss the physical space more. Like, I mean, oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, we we would have been having different conversations at like various corners. We probably would have seen the works very differently. So, putting the works in that setting made me miss um, the gallery setting more than it it was celebrating the current pieces. So there was like a bit of a, a tinge of this um, maybe nostalgia that wasn't required for this exhibition. Um, And again, I'll repeat this. I've said this before in previous um, reviews as well. Um, We need to really get into um, looking at um, UI UX developers for Art experiences online like I mean when you have a curator in a physical space with a gallery you definitely have someone who knows the walls and knows how to drill the the artworks into a specific height and the lighting and and these are all expertise that you need and it's it's required people go and study for this it's really the same way with the mobile phone and the laptop you need someone who understands design to ease the eye uh, to make your experience go much better. So it's it's a, it's a skill that we need to invest in um, in order to to push it a little further. We're reviewing Virtual 2.0, which is a virtual art
1: exhibition by Arto Movement. It's currently on until the 31st of August. We'll be back after this to continue our review. Keep it here on Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Jindan.
0: Be free-minded, BFM 89.9
1: You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Jendana. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila and with me today, Rupa Subramaniam, artist and arts organiser. And together we are reviewing Virtual 2.0. It's a virtual art exhibition. It's on until the 31st of August, uh, currently available online, and uh, it's organised by Arto Movement. So, we spent um the first half of the show sort of giving an overall view of the exhibition as well as the um i think the way we interact with it and the experience of looking at it i wanted to get more specifically into the works themselves and the uh, the themes and the kinds of works that were on view so broadly speaking the works were divided, I think, very simply into figurative and abstract. Um, And then within those, we saw um, different approaches and different themes. And again, um, I wanted to reiterate, these are like 80 artists on show. So uh, a very large variety of approaches and works. Were there particular um, ideas or themes that stood out to you, Rupa?
0: Um, Like I said earlier, I think um, some bits... The the pandemic bits for me, I felt like the isolation was coming really strongly, um, but I don't know if that were my was my favorite part of it. Um, so I could also see a lot of like shades of white and grays being um, sort of experimented in collection by various different artists. Uh, one of my favorite works, I would say, is No Shuhada's um, piece. Um, she has a collection of women. There's there's a woman sort of drowning uh, or trying to breathe in a glass of water mm. um, and then there's a, another woman sort of like holding the other self up um, so and and she uses very bright um, yellow and orange hues here sort of giving me the in in a in a very um, esoteric sort of uh, feels to it while it being quite quite um, naive in a way in, in, in her drawing style but I like the um, collage sort of uh, mixed media versions of the artists like as they were exploring as well I also liked um, No Zahran's um, he, he's a he has a three collection of um, something he's, he calls dispersion national yes
1: I like those
0: yes uh, of Uh, authenticity as well as obedience so it's it's like it's almost like photographs it looks like photographs of people just shattering into glasses i like that he's um bursting these things into the space but i wanted to know what is it turning into like dispersing into what what about you i
1: found myself drawn to um uh, a lot of the works, and maybe that's just the, the, the mind frame I've been in, right? Politics and the things that are happening mm-hmm. now. But a lot of the works that sort of use, um, either the, the KL skyline or mm-hmm. the cityscapes or the flag in pretty interesting ways. And there were a number of works that did that. Um, one of my favorites was actually by, um, Alpha Nabila, and her work is called From the River to the Sea, All of Us Will Be Free. And it's this very, energetic painting where um in the in the background it's this sort of intense red black um, deep colors that both look like fireworks but also look like blood in some way and then in in the forward foreground you have a very um abstract looking flag and just little flowers and little blossoms in the in you know right the closest to you something very dynamic and and forward looking about this piece where it's it i think it captures both the confusion and the frustration but also with a little bit of hope and a little bit of um a little bit of love uh, at least that's what I felt from that work. That theme of isolation in a funny way, the one that I really enjoyed was these these paintings that Nazmi Ismail had done on windows, repurposed wooden windows. Yes, and he yes, painted faces on them. And one of them is actually Muqtadahari. Dahari. And the contrast between the faces, which were very intimate and very personal and then beautiful, But the windows, especially the fact that you're looking at the shutters of the windows, creates Mm. a little bit of a sense of isolation, a sense Mm. of someone looking out from inside a house. Mm. Um, I really like those as well. But the thing I noticed a lot, and I found this really interesting, and it goes back to that. That thing we said earlier about this platforming artist that you don't normally see, mm. there was such a strong sense of being inspired by uh, pop culture, anime, comics, graffiti. Um, you see a lot of works that almost directly engage with visuals or even themes that are very anime looking. I think one of the works that I really enjoyed because it was so clever, was this um, really beautiful looking portrait of uh, Raja Bersiung. And that's by Liana Leong. And what I liked about it is that very Malay traditional looking portrait of um, someone, but the pose and the way it's painted looks very YA book cover or um, you know modern Hollywood hero style like I don't know it was it was a very cheeky fun imagery uh, image of a traditional Malaysian folktale and I like the contrast of that so definitely some interesting themes and works there. Mm.
0: What came out a lot for me was also this um, spirit with or relationship with nature. Um, I liked I thought the the There is one called The Guardian by Ayman Hafizal. I thought that was really cute um, in terms of its um, execution. But in terms of the spirit of what the piece was trying to capture, I thought that was beautiful. You know, it reminds me of this uh, folk stories um, of you hearing like walking into the jungle and like perhaps even meeting a spirit or meeting uh, Orang Bunyan, you know. that So those kind of like stories were coming out to me with this like one piece of work. And um, I miss that. I miss being out in nature, <laughs> right? So. Absolutely. Um, there were a few paintings, uh,
1: one of Sawapadi, a few mm. others which are a little bit more landscape inspired. And mm. I really missed those parts of Malaysia. I feel like mm. I haven't seen them in so long.
0: Yeah so it it's um th- that part of it is is nice um i was a bit troubled by Aman's work called Harapan where a guy is uh, sort of sitting down in blue and, and maybe in a prayer but uh his leg is shackled to another yes. guy who is who's sort of crawling with his tongue out right in front of him the fact that the the piece of work is called Harapan uh, was ironic and also a little, um, uh, definitely disturbing. It, that was um,
1: um, that was one of the works that stood out to me, but in a in a mm. disturbing way, um, yep. made me feel uncomfortable. Um, it's it's a it's a really good work, um, mm. but yeah, it's a dis, it's a sort of discomforting feeling.
0: Mm. And and I guess then Iman made a strong statement um, in this whole collection compared to the rest of them with um, how smartly he then titled the work. But yeah, I, I, I'm thinking about um, who are seeing these works, right? Like who, who's meant to see these works? And um, are these works put together to sell or not? Or like, you know, it's put together and then like, if it sells, by the way, let's, let's um, sell it, right? So a lot of the works are strong, but I don't know if that's something I would buy to keep in my home um I also like this particular piece called uh Icarus Malaya uh with the snake sort of going through uh a, a, a space like a space, a space shuttle yes, yes um and like so that maybe feels like this this whole thing where it's it's this ironic space of like um, nature and trying to move forward and and like we are in this ironic sort of uh, space of trying to work through what, what this whole thing is. Yeah.
1: We do need to close but I wanted to ask you um, overall where
0: would you like to see uh,
1: these sorts of exhibitions go?
0: Um, I mean we can get really creative with the online space and that's what I'm hoping more people really do Um, online la um you know because it's like currently it feels like there's a format and everyone's sticking through the format because someone else somewhere started or initiated it it's just really so many other versions and ways maybe quite as simple as putting all the artworks on instagram would have quite simply worked
1: i i was actually thinking that um in terms of ease of sharing, uh, mm. anyone who even doesn't want to be bothered with learning the the using usability features, yep. on Instagram or even a website that you scroll down, maybe
0: mm. would have been more user friendly. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's um, it's really looking at outside of what the art industry is doing with their web, right? And like taking a bit of learning curves from there because. Um, Unfortunately, the art industry is in Malaysia is still lacking behind in terms of like um, digital technologies and tools, but Malaysia is not. Like, there are some startup guys who are doing an amazing job with technology Rupa, thanks for speaking with me
1: today. Thanks for having me. We've been reviewing Arto Movement's Virtual 2.0. It's a uh, it's an online art exhibition currently happening until the 31st of August. Uh, for more information on how to view the exhibition, just head on over to their social media pages. Uh, and let us know, are you a fan of online exhibitions? Have you caught any that you've enjoyed? You can WhatsApp us, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Everyone's a critic, jointly
0: presented with Chandana. For updates on nation arts and culture, visit www.baskl.com.my. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.